This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A letter has now been sent to the U.S. Department of Defense in regards to China-founded Confucius Institute. Alabama Congressman Robert Adderhold has signed on to that letter with 25 other House Republicans. The letter brings up the two measures that were passed by Congress in the National Defense Authorization Act. Those measures prohibit the DOD from funding anyone going to Chinese language instruction at the Confucius Institutes or any university that hosts a Confucius Institute. Adderholt and the other Republicans expressed concern about the promotion of censorship and the subversion of academic integrity that's happening at these institutes at the behest of the communist Chinese government. There are currently 18 Confucius Institutes in the U.S., two in Alabama, one at Alabama A&M in Huntsville and another at Troy University. The one at A&M has closed down after the DOD refused to provide contracts, grants, and funding to those universities, but the one at Troy University has not. The letter points out that the DOD continues to award funding to this institution in violation of the law. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall has revealed that the early release of more than 300 prison inmates last week is not going to be a one-time event. Marshall spoke with 1819's executive editor Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. He says that the state law looks to force the early release of even more inmates this year unless... The Alabama legislators take action in this upcoming March legislative session. What we're being told right now is that roughly there's an additional 200 inmates a month through July, so that roughly between 1,000 to 1,200, now we'll see what that number ultimately shows us, but at least that's what we're being told tentatively right now, are still to come out between now and July. And that includes violent criminals that will, convicted of violent crimes, that is, that will be eligible under this, right? Yeah, the only the only crime that's not eligible is the sexual abuse of a child under the age of twelve. Beyond that, everything else is is, is subject to the act. An award-winning Alabama sports writer has recently filed a lawsuit against Gray Television Corporation, which has several news stations here in Alabama as well as Georgia. Dave Plata worked at the one station in Columbus, Georgia. He was fired from his job for refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine back in 2021, even though Plata had applied for a religious exemption. Plata has been a sports anchor on television for 36 years. Gray Television did not even offer a severance package to Plata, but ended his job for not complying with the company policy. This kept Plata from collecting unemployment benefits, and he couldn't get another similar job due to a non-compete agreement within his contract. Now Plata has filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court of Atlanta claiming extreme and outrageous behavior on the part of Gray Television. Plata told 1819 News reporter Erica Thomas that forcing someone to take part in an experimental medical trial is evil and something that his generation was very aware of following World War II. You can read more of Plata's story on the 1819 News website. There's a bridge battle brewing between a private company in South Alabama and the state of Alabama. The Baldwin County Bridge Company has filed a lawsuit against the Alabama Department of Transportation for plans to build a new bridge in that area. The BCBC says this will force them out of business when it comes to the toll bridge that they've been operating for 22 years as part of a prior business deal with ALDOT. The BCBC is now seeking all communications that occurred between ALDOT and the governor's office about this bridge plan. 
They've also asked the judge in this case to order those emails and documents to be handed over. Aldot and the governor are claiming executive privilege regarding these communications. Tony Harris at Aldot spoke to 1819 News saying that BCBC's toll bridge is foreign-owned and they are seeking to maintain their position as a bridge monopoly in that area. He says they refuse to negotiate in good faith with Aldot on trying to reduce traffic in that region. A former prison supervisor at one of Alabama's prisons has been charged by the U.S. Department of Justice. Mohammed Shahid Jenkins worked at the Donaldson facility in Bessemer as a lieutenant. He's now accused of using excessive force against two inmates, striking them with his hands and other objects, as well as using pepper spray on them. Jenkins is also charged with misleading investigators in how he described the events, which happened back in 2022. Well, there's a new feature to be added to Alabama's driver's license. Emergency contact names can now be listed along with their phone numbers. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency is encouraging drivers to utilize this option. They say it helps a state trooper find family members in the event of an accident or medical emergency. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... Well, here's a quick breakdown of the State of the Union address that Joe Biden delivered in Congress. First, he delivered a joke at the beginning that no one laughed at. By the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the, the game tomorrow, uh, next week. I have to stay home. <laughs> Got to work something out here. Then he made a statement about oil and drilling for oil that the Republicans thought was a joke. And when I talked to a couple of them, they say, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed <laughs> and beyond that. We're going to need it. Production. Then Biden made an accusation against Republicans when it comes to Social Security and Medicaid, which got them riled up and responding. So my many some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. <laughs> Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Another White House cabinet member announces that he's leaving. Marty Walsh is stepping down from being secretary of the U.S. Labor Department. Walsh is leaving that position to head up the National Hockey League Players Association. Walsh has worked as a former union official in the Boston, Massachusetts area before. He's not given an official date for when he's going to return to his home state. Walsh is joining Chief of Staff Ron Klain and Economic Advisor Brian Deese in leaving the White House. The other two departures were announced just a few weeks ago. Robert Kennedy Jr. is joining another lawsuit that has several plaintiffs. That lawsuit is against several media outlets including the Washington Post, the Associated Press, the BBC, and Reuters. The lawsuit claims that all of these outlets are suppressing competition and violating antitrust laws by attacking other media outlets that have reported on COVID-19 issues. The lawsuit says these major media outlets are getting away with suppressing their competition's accurate reporting under the guise of cracking down on misinformation as part of the Trusted News Initiative. The Kennedy complaint lists various topics where the news outlets sought to suppress competition from COVID to the COVID vaccines, 
treatment of COVID using ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, as well as stories about Hunter Biden's laptop. The lawsuit contends that this is a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act of 1890 that prohibits industry cartels, price fixing, and anti-competitive practices. One major media outlet is currently trying to suppress and silently remove one of their very own tweets. CBS has deleted a post on Twitter that they placed during the Grammy Awards ceremony that occurred this past weekend. The post was made in response to singer Sam Smith, who said his performance of a song that's titled Unholy was going to be very special. And then he placed a devil emoji. CBS responded on Twitter to Sam Smith by saying, quote, we are ready to worship, end quote. Sam Smith went on to perform a song where he was blatantly dressed as Satan and his female dancers were engaging in very peculiar behavior, to say the least. This launched outrage on social media, with many declaring that Hollywood is no longer trying to hide the fact that they're Satan worshipers. By Monday afternoon, CBS had removed its post and never said a word. Hundreds of Americans with t-shirts saying that Jesus saves could be seen in the Mall of America in Minnesota this past weekend. The group was reacting to a situation that occurred in January where a mall security guard tried to get Paul Shoro to leave because he had a Jesus Saves t-shirt on. The guard said it was offensive to other shoppers and suggested that Shoro replace that shirt if he wanted to continue shopping. Again, sir, it is religious soliciting. There is no soliciting allowed on law property, which is private property. Okay? So again, we've had yes no talks. Shoro says that he first started going to the mall to hand out flyers with Bible verses, but he was told by mall security then that he couldn't do it. So he resorted to a t-shirt talking about Jesus, and now he says he's been targeted for that as well. Hundreds of supporters walked around the mall with similar t-shirts in place and visible to show that they were backing Shoro in this religious fight. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 